You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse podcast. Um, my name is Thomas Bendit. I'm the manager of BT Powerhouse. Uh, we have a very exciting preview show today. Um, I've been really uh, waiting for this uh, <laughs> podcast, I guess. Um, today we're talking about uh, the defending Big Ten champions, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, Bo Ryan's group. Um the the results kind of speak for themselves about this program over the last couple of years. I mean, two Final Four appearances. They won the Big Ten last year uh, by a couple of games. They won the Big Ten tournament. Um, half the season, it seemed like they were just kind of focusing on March. Uh, extremely, extremely talented team um, over the last couple of years. But lose a lot this offseason. Uh, National Player of the Year, Frank Kaminsky off to the NBA. Um, also, uh, first-round pick Sam Decker, also off to the NBA. Um, the Badgers losing uh, a lot from last year's team. Um, they also lose uh, Josh Gasser, um, Dukin, uh, Trayvon Jackson. <laughs> you know, the, there's a big list of guys gone and really a list of guys who have done a lot uh, in Madison over their careers. So, a lot of question marks, but, you know, old Bo Ryan, <laughs> you know, never has never finished uh, lower than fourth in the Big Ten during his entire tenure in, at Wisconsin. So you have that in the mix. You have a lot of players gone and you also have some key returners in the mix as well, which makes this uh, one of the I, personally, I think they might be the most interesting team in the Big Ten season. Um not to say they're the best, not to say, you know, they're the, the worst or anything like that, but I think their, their swing value, uh, which is kind of funny given the fact that this is Wisconsin, um, <laughs> the swing value of, of the Badgers this year is, is massive. Um, I mean, this is a team that is literally, uh, you know, coming off two incredible seasons. Um, you know, we're talking about, 66 combined wins over the last two seasons. I mean, that's unreal. Um, you know, and some of those players who were part of that run are back. But we're also talking about a team that is suffering massive offseason losses. It's going to have to rely on a ton of freshmen, a ton of players who have seen uh, very little playing time. Um, so you know, there's just such a range in, you know, what to expect where they're going to finish, um, you know, things like that. It's, you know, they're not necessarily the, <laughs> the, the most easy team to project this year, but um, which is why, you know, I do think they are the most interesting team coming into the season. Um, the only other one I would also throw in there, uh, and this is partially me just being biased, but uh, Michigan, just due to those, those crazy injuries last year, it's going to be really interesting to see how they shake out. But um, to help break down Wisconsin, we have Drew Hamm, 
um, from our uh, Wisconsin SB Nation brother site. Um, Drew, how's everything going? Everything's going great, man. How are you? Good, good. Excited to chat about Wisconsin here. Um, kind of a uh, a difficult season, for, uh, at least uh, now. <laughs> um, what what are the kind of the general thoughts uh, about this team heading into this season? Um, because you know they lose a lot, but they bring some key guys back. Uh, they have Bo Ryan. You know, a, a lot of differing factors in here. Uh, what what is kind of the general thoughts uh, about this team? Well, going into this year, coming off of back-to-back Final Four appearances, expectations are a little bit lower than you might expect. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, Sam Decker, Josh Gosser, Trayvon Jackson, Duye Dukin, they're all gone, which would cripple most teams heading into the next season. Uh, The cupboard isn't entirely bare for the Badgers. Nigel Hayes and Bronson Koenig, two key contributors to – last year's championship game run return. But beyond that, there are uh, a number of questions in the Badgers lineup. Bo Ryan is still patrolling the sidelines. So an NCAA tournament bid is mainly guaranteed. But where the Badgers finish in the Big Ten, I wouldn't be surprised to see almost anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, before we kind of get into the roster here and sort of projecting the positions and stuff like that, um, we actually had kind of an interesting back and forth on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but, um, you know, what what for me personally, I'm I I don't want to give away my predictions. We're doing those later. But uh, um, but I'm not quite as high on Wisconsin as some of the national media, I guess. And um, one of the frustrating things for me personally has been that I feel like people are just going, Oh, well they have Bo Ryan. Um, so they'll be good. And they're not actually, you know, saying any reasons for why the team should actually be good. So before we jump into, you know, previewing the team, give me a couple of reasons why outside of, you know, just Bo Ryan lives in Madison, Wisconsin, that, uh, <laughs> that this team will actually be able to meet those expectations. Uh, I have I have two reasons why I think Wisconsin will still be pretty good this year, besides Bo Ryan being a crotchety old wizard. Uh, <laughs> Nigel Hayes, I, I think that Nigel Hayes is going to be one of the top three players in the conference and uh, could potentially be one of the best players in the country. He's expanded his game greatly since the freshman year where he could uh, – barely shoot outside of 15 feet. He can now stretch all the way beyond the three-point line. He can bang inside and get rebounds. He's improved his defense. I I think he's going to be the team leader, and he's also excellent follow on uh, the Internet, Twitter. He's hilarious, (laughs) and uh, he's uh, he's very engaging with fans. And then uh, there's an enormous freshman class that the Badgers have coming in. They have five true freshmen plus a uh, two red shirts from last year. And I think out of those seven guys, at least one or two will step up and uh, become instant contributors for Wisconsin this year. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I um, don't necessarily disagree with that, but just wanted to get out there that, you know, it's not, at least on the pro Wisconsin side, that it's not just 
Bo Ryan exists, so Wisconsin will be good. You know, there are some reasons to be optimistic uh, about this team. Um, but with that, why don't we jump into the preview and the actual roster here. Um, the backcourt, uh, they lose a lot, but they they bring back Koenig. Um, do, you, do you see this as uh, – I don't know if it will be the strength, but um, – how do you how do you see the backcourt shaking out? I guess this year is my is my question. <laughs> well, yeah, I Bronson Koenig obviously has a lot of big game experience. When uh, Trey Jackson went down with an injury, he became you know the starting point guard through the grind of the Big Ten and into the NCAA tournament. And so he he is battle tested. And I mean there are a number of excellent point guards in the Big Ten this year. Like normally I would say Koenig might be the best, but I. I think he's at best this year, third or fourth best in the conference with, you know, Melo Trimble and Yogi Ferrell and those guys. So he, while he is an excellent player, he does have a a lot of strong competition in conference. The other guard spot uh, will probably end up going to uh, Zach Showalter, who despite being fairly small, can jump out of the gym, grabs rebounds, has improved his shooting, but honestly wasn't asked to shoot very much. So that could be, uh, a bit of a problem in the backcourt uh, scoring from distance because beyond Koenig, there isn't a whole lot there that has been proven. Uh, Walter was mostly uh, a seventh or eighth man. And then some of the other backups like uh, Riley Deering and Jordan Hill did not get very much run in the last couple of seasons. So uh, I'm not sure if you would call the backcourt the strength of the Badgers. Bronson Koenig's an excellent player and should challenge for all conference honors. But again, there's a lot of competition there, but beyond him, it is uh, a little unproven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, Koenig, uh really came in last year and really, uh, um, really took over. I mean, you know, people were worried that when Jackson went down that, you know, it might derail what was turning into an epic season and obviously ultimately turned into one. Um, you know, but one of the things that, uh, you know, some people are concerned with is that kind of Koenig, you know, he didn't have to necessarily create. I mean, he was surrounded by NBA talent uh, around him. Um, do you think he can kind of create for himself and really step into that role and grow his offensive game? Or do you think it's going to kind of be he is what he is, um, you know, he's going to need some guys around him? Uh, while I think it is definitely – while I – Excuse me. Well, I think uh, having great players around him makes uh, a point guard look a lot better. If uh, mm-hmm. you go back and look at, at Bronson Koenig's high school tape, he was uh, the dominant force on his team. He was distributing. He was scoring. He was getting to the rack. He was shooting. I think uh, he'll be given a little bit more freedom this year to kind of look for his own shot and also as an upperclassman be a bit of a leader on the team. And he will probably be the guy uh, with the ball in his hands as the shot clock is winding down as whatever your thoughts are on Trayvon Jackson, he was very good in that situation. And I think Koenig will be uh, next in line to take those shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm in agreement. I, I just know that's, that's one of the criticisms I did want to bring it up. Um, you know, I, I think it is one of those things where everyone wants to say, well, oh, look what you played with. Uh, I felt like the same thing kind of happened with uh, not to get off track, but Karis LaVert of Michigan last year where everyone said, well, you know, he played with Trey Burke and, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. So they made him good. And it's like, well, I mean, you still have to make shots. <laughs> you know, you still have to do stuff. And I think Kanan right. fits into that, that same thing. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, right. They're, just, they're both good players on their own. They just happen to be playing with other mm. good players. It's not their fault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is he supposed to do? You know, transfer because there are too many good guys around him. <laughs> right, but, that, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but moving on uh, to the wing group, which um, does have an arguable uh, Big Ten Player of the Year candidate uh, in Nigel Hayes. Um the wing group was really good last year with Hayes and Decker. Um, how do you see that, that area uh, shaking out this year? Well, yeah, N- Nigel Hayes is going to kind of be playing a couple of roles this year. He'll, he'll be a small forward and kind of a power forward, grabbing rebounds, but also stretching defense as deep as his three-point percentage uh, rose so greatly last year. So he is, you know, questioned star of the team. He's going to be the guy look to to get points after they go on one of their Bo Ryan patented five minute scoring droughts in Big Ten play. So he's going to be the guy <laughs> get the ball there. Uh, a youngster to be on the lookout for, extremely athletic player that uh, the Badgers snagged out of Ohio is uh, Khalil Iverson, the six foot five true freshman, and uh, that dude can dunk, and I am excited <laughs> to see him like filling things on the fast break and getting the ball for Bronson Koenig. Uh, nothing has really been decided in terms of red shirts and the like for this season, so I don't know who's going to be suiting up. But if uh, if Iverson is playing, he's a guy who could get Badger fans out of their seat and become uh, one of the next great wing players, kind of in the the mold of a, a very young Alondo Tucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, I, I, I think – it's a pretty easy projection to say, you know, the wing group's going to kind of be defined by Hayes. Um, you know, excellent player, did a lot over the last two years, um, and more is going to be asked of, of him this year. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't quite pick him as my preseason player of the year um, just because I, I worry that too much is going to be put onto him. Um, but, you know, and, and how, what is your opinion on that, I guess? Um, do you think – there are, I know there are concerns, but do you think there might be, you know, putting too much on Hayes and asking him to do too much for this team? I mean, the, that that is a bit of a concern, but Wisconsin really doesn't have any other choice. He uh, he he's the guy with Koenig that's going to have to do a, a bulk of the scoring until some of the younger guys get a get a feel for the the team and the game. Uh, Nigel Hayes again having interviewed him and uh, just listening to him in the media, not a lot seems to phase him. He seems to be very cool and calm under pressure. So I think he is going to thrive in the role of a, uh, of go-to guy without, you know, Kaminsky or Decker or Gosser there to, to bail the team out. So I'm excited to see him grow into that role. I hope he excels in it, but, uh, if he doesn't, it probably is because none of the young guys have really stepped up to fill any supporting roles, and they're literally just feeding the ball to him on every play, and he's getting triple teams. Yeah, yeah, and one and one of the interesting things too is one of the, one of the things I like to look at in the off season is you know what was the players' usage last year and compared to their efficiency, um, you know, in the sense that if they're if they're already the most, you know, they get the ball the most of anyone on the team. I mean their ceiling probably isn't much higher. You know, that's their role. That's what they're going to do. But one of the interesting things I found is that in terms of percentage of shots when he's on the floor, 
Hayes actually wasn't that high on the team. You know, he was behind Kaminsky. He was behind Decker, Trayvon Jackson, um, uh, even Vito Brown. I, you know, I know those guys obviously didn't play as much all as Hayes, but, um, but Hayes didn't dominate the ball on the court. So I, I think there is still some room for growth there uh, for Hayes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, another place where, where Nigel Hayes excels is he kind of slithers in there and he gets a lot of offensive rebounds and uh, gets mm-hmm. a number of his points that way, just kind of close to the basket on putbacks where the offense didn't necessarily have to, to run through him last year. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that'll be an area where if, uh, you know, a Vito Brown, who I have thoughts on, is hucking up shots <laughs> wildly. Nigel yeah, Hayes can yeah. be there to, to to grab a board and, and put it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, obviously, you know, a lot of Wisconsin's hopes are going to ride with Hayes, um, which I think doesn't worry a lot of Badger fans because he's done a lot, um, but it'll definitely be interesting to watch. But um, moving on from the wing group, uh, up to the front court, uh Losing the National Player of the Year, uh, Frank Kaminsky was obviously just an absolute beast last year. Uh, played pretty much all the minutes <laughs> that he could, um, and for good reason. Um, but he's off to the NBA, uh, doing cool stuff with the the Charlotte Hornets. Um, uh, and and just as a side note, for those who haven't seen, Frank Kaminsky has this dance video he did with the Hornets. It is hilarious. Um, and oh, when they're awesome. when they're over in China. Yeah, yeah, it is awesome. Um, I recommend everyone check it out. I know we have it up on our site, but um, but yeah, how do, how do you see the front court shaking out? I know Kaminsky's gone, but um, you know somebody's going to have to emerge. Uh, who do you think will it be this year? So, for the first time in kind of a long time, the Badgers don't really have a true center going into the season. Our uh, our tallest player who's going to start will probably be. Uh, six foot eight, uh, both Nigel Hayes and Vito Brown, and Vito Brown is going to kind of just have to fill the the five position, as it were. And uh, Vito Brown is a, a polarizing player to me. I, I feel like he has a, a sweet shooting stroke, but he gets in his head very easily, and if he misses one, he's probably not going to make one for the rest of the game. So it's very important for him to kind of get early touches close to the basket and get him rolling or else he's going to be kind of a black hole on the offensive end. A couple players who I'm really excited about coming into the front court, uh, red shirt freshman, Ethan Happ, who is a six foot nine shiny building of a man and who all Bo Ryan could do. And the coaches was rave about him in practice last year will uh, probably be one of the, the top guys off the bench in the front court. He can score inside. He is a vacuum when it comes to rebounds. Uh, I'm predicting some pretty big things for him off the bench this year, and he could be the the next in line to fill Wisconsin's, uh, you know, center position. And then a a true freshman who was impressed very early in practice so far this year is uh, Charlie Thomas out of Maryland. He's like a a bigger Nigel Hayes. And, uh, again, none of the redshirt decisions have been made. But uh, he's a guy who could get some early minutes as a true freshman as well in the in the thin Wisconsin front court. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, going to be a concern, and it, it seems to kind of be a 
a concern across the the lineup in the sense that the backups are, you know, they're just going to be young. They're going to be inexperienced this year. Um, I, I, I've asked this on a couple of the podcasts of the teams that kind of are going to have a young, a young bench. Um, what, what kind of concerns and what kind of impact do you think that might have on Wisconsin this year? I know they have, you know, uh, you know, three, four guys who, who look to be really quality starters, um, you know, maybe more depending on who develops. But um, how, do, how do you think, a, you know, a thin and inexperienced bench could play uh, into Wisconsin season this year? I mean, I, I think going back to the putting a lot of pressure on Nigel Hayes thing, I think that this could exacerbate that situation with him having to play more minutes than Bo Ryan would like because he throws some of these young guys out there and they, they look lost on offense. And that's really something that and turnovers are going to get you right back on the bench in a Bo Ryan coach team. On the other hand, I think there's also a lot of excitement and potential because uh, you haven't seen any of these guys play. So who, who knows what could happen? A couple of them could be great uh, at big 10 media day. I believe that was yesterday or two days ago. Vito Brown was quoted as saying something along the lines of, we're kind of going to surprise ourselves when the season starts. Like we don't even really know what we're (laughs) capable of yet because it's just, it's a a whole lot of young guys who haven't really played much. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It it, it could kind of go one of two ways. It could, I think it's just going to be a a beautiful disaster. And uh, (laughs) we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, and, and, and that was that was actually my follow-up question to this. I was going to kind of, you know, talk about, you know, you've mentioned it. I was talking about it a little bit before uh, you joined us. Um, but the swing, uh, the potential swing of this, and I, I use that intentionally uh, given Wisconsin's uh, uh, play set or playbook, <laughs> but um, the swing of this team is just massive. I mean, uh you know, realistically, and I don't even think it's crazy, you know, this team could miss the NIT and this team could also go to the elite eight, <laughs> you know, it, it's insane. And uh, how, how do you kind of, how are the Wisconsin fans kind of taking that? Because usually it's kind of like, you know, you're a lock for the top four in the big 10, you're a lock for the NCAA tournament. Um, what's kind of been the reaction to this kind of unpredictable, uh, predictable nature of this team? Well, I, I think a lot of Badger fans are still kind of riding high from the two Final Four uh, trips, and also we're kind of sidetracked with yelling amongst ourselves about whether or not Joel Stave is a competent quarterback. <laughs> so the, the the basketball talk has been a little bit limited now that practice has started up and you know media days happen. People are talking more and more. But if if I'm being honest, I I would say there are almost no Badger fans who think Wisconsin will miss the NCAA tournament this year. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously that's a possibility any year with injuries, bad luck, whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'd say 99% of Badger fans are confident that Wisconsin will make the tournament in some capacity. I would also say that 99% of Badger fans wouldn't be surprised to see Wisconsin lose their first game in the NCAA tournament. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I would say almost everybody thinks that they'll still be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. And I, I don't want to give away my, my predictions because, again, we'll, we'll be talking about those later. But, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty about the team. And it's interesting to, to get the Wisconsin perspective on that. Um, 
But moving moving on, we've talked. I believe we've talked about them all. Um, but Wisconsin's bringing in a big recruiting class, uh, not necessarily um, a class like Ohio State or maybe Illinois or something like that. But there is a lot of depth. There's a lot of bodies. Um, what what do you expect out of the recruiting class for this season? Uh, what do you expect long term? Um, and and who are the? I know you've talked about a couple, but who might be the guys to watch? So I, I have a, a couple different answers for this question. Uh, guys who I think to watch this year, I, I think Charlie Thomas, who I mentioned, the 6'8 power forward out of Maryland, I think he is definitely a guy who is going to just make Bo Ryan play him. Like I just think through practice and everything, he's going to start getting some minutes. Uh, the highest-rated recruit that we got in the class is a, a guy I haven't mentioned, Brevin Pritzel, uh, out of Wisconsin. It's a sweet shooting guard who was a four-star rated. He's a top 100 prospect. And uh, I think that due to the Badgers' lack of outside scoring, he is a guy who could probably also see some minutes early. Uh, late in the recruiting process, the Badgers snagged uh, a six foot ten power forward out of Belgium, uh, Andy Van Vliet, which is a super European name. Uh <laughs> the, the guy is the guy is six foot ten. He doesn't even weigh two hundred pounds, so he is a definite project. And uh, I think he will eventually turn into kind of like a, a John Lore type guy because he does have a sweet shooting stroke, but isn't necessarily the biggest threat inside. So this is uh, one of the biggest recruiting classes Wisconsin has ever had, and uh, there is a lot of talent there. A couple guys who I think could fill some roles in early. But, you know, as we've kind of – we haven't really said it, but kind of have been hinting at, this Badger team is probably at least a year away from serious, you know, conference and then national contention for any sort of title. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys will be the kind of the foundation of that moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I am very excited about that because I I love to have awesome names in, in the Big Ten just, just to write about – Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I think this is a class that it has it has a lot of those three ish, four star ish type of guys that you know usually you know usually because you know you have your random guy who will be really good, but um usually take about a year before they they start getting rolling. And but having said that, you know this class it has depth. It's going to add some nice players over the next couple of years. And I agree, you know, it could be the base of kind of an upswing uh, long-term, especially if, you know, Wisconsin can continue uh, recruiting pretty well um, into the future. Uh, one, one of the other things I did, I did kind of want to hit um, as we move on is uh, Wisconsin schedule this year. I know, um, you know, I don't want to go too in depth about the big 10 schedule. Uh, Everybody kind of knows, you know, the big 10 is set to be loaded this year. Uh, You know, the five ranked teams in the first coaches poll, there were three other teams receiving votes. Um, It's going to be stacked. Not much uh, to discuss there. It's going to be difficult, but, um, but the non-conference for Wisconsin for Wisconsin, excuse me, uh, also looks to be pretty difficult. Um, You know, they have a game with Georgetown. Uh, They're going to face either Duke or VCU. Um, they have Oklahoma uh, on the road, uh, Syracuse on the road, um, Temple, which I'm sure you are uh, excited about, <laughs> and uh, Marquette. Super so, yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of 
exciting games, but also a lot of difficult games. Uh, first, what's your reaction to this schedule? Do you think it's a um, you know difficult, easy? Uh, how does it fit with this roster? And uh, how do you see Wisconsin performing in it? I mean, Wisconsin's schedule this year is just brutal. Uh, it's too bad that last year's team couldn't play this year's schedule. I, I think it would be really fun to see that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of early tests for a lot of young guys on this team. And uh, I think the schedule may be one of the uh, the main reasons you might hear some people grumbling about Wisconsin's NCAA tournament chances. Because even though, you know, the schedule's great there, you know, there are a million chances for, for good wins. You have to actually win those games for them to count as, you know, quality tournament caliber wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, the young mm-hmm. Badger team could struggle uh, to pick up a number of those. I mean, without even talking about conference play, which is just always a grind, you've got so many national powers in there that uh, the Badgers are going to struggle to to get to, you know, honestly, the, the Badgers could struggle to get to even win 60% of their non-conference games this year with uh, the, the look to the schedule. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say it because it doesn't sound optimistic, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these games look very difficult. I mean, you know, you're talking about a potential matchup with Duke. Um, no matter what year you play them in, Duke is a tough game. Um, Oklahoma, who looks like a, I, I don't know where they were ranked, but a top 10-ish type of team. Um, Temple usually has a good team. Marquette is, uh, has some big recruits coming in. Uh, you know, Syracuse, again, Syracuse is always a challenging team. Um, but, yeah, it, it could – things could get rough. But at the same time, you know, as you were talking about, they have – you know, the young Badgers are going to get exposed to challenging environments. They're going to get exposed to big games early on. And along the same lines, you know, there are those chances for big resume-boosting wins. So if Wisconsin can do well, um, it seems to be able to set itself up for an NCAA tournament uh, appearance pretty early, I would think. Yeah, if uh, if they can surprise a couple people, you know, going on the road at Oklahoma is going to be tough. Buddy Heald is such a great player. I, I don't know if the Badgers have anybody who can contain him. Going to the Carrier mm-hmm. Dome is tough. Playing uh, my hometown Temple Owls at home uh, <laughs> is it, going to be tough as well. But if the Badgers do, you know, if they beat the teams they're supposed to beat in non-conference play, and there are a number of them, and, you know, maybe win two out of these six difficult non-conference games, those can be uh, some resume boosters for if it's close near the end of the season. Because, again, Big Ten play is going to be rough for them as well. They can point back to, oh, well, we, you know, beat Georgetown and Syracuse at the beginning of the year, and they're top 25 teams. So it, mm-hmm. the potential is there for some resume boosters. But uh, the potential is also there for some confidence killers for uh, for a young Badger team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, total, totally agree. And as a side note, uh, when Temple faces Wisconsin, uh, who are you going to be rooting for in that game? <laughs> uh, you know, d- despite being from outside of Philadelphia and owning a Lynn Greer basketball jersey, I am uh, 100% <laughs> cheering, cheering for Wisconsin. Uh, those, those are always my guys. I hope Temple does really well the rest of the year. But uh, one game, I, I'm definitely cheering for Wisconsin. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I always have a similar thing every – well, not really that similar, but um, I uh, I went to undergrad at Michigan, and I, I'm currently in law school at uh, Wayne State, which is a little school around Detroit. Um, you know, it's not little, but it, it's a school around Detroit, and um, Wayne State is not – a division one type of school but they always play an exhibition against michigan basketball every year and i just go and i just root for just destruction michigan destruction (laughs) (laughs) i just laugh every year but um i was interested to hear to hear about that um but yeah uh moving on uh, i had a couple more questions just general questions about wisconsin the program uh so on uh before we do get to the the predictions here um the first thing I, i you know, Wisconsin has, I think it's sort of bypassed now. Um, I ha- It has annoyed me the last couple of years, but Wisconsin sort of has a, a reputation nationally as kind of this slow, sluggish team that's just going to kind of burn up the shot clock. Um, uh, just, you know, a slow and ugly team to watch, you know, which has been entirely inaccurate the last couple of years. But um, what, I, what I am wondering is there does kind of seem to be a narrative among some people that, with the exit of players like Kaminsky, Decker, um, a few of the backcourt players, that Wisconsin's going to kind of return to that style. Um, first off, do you think the narrative is accurate at all about that? And second, uh, do you think that will happen this season uh, to the Badgers? Uh, I, I, I don't think that narrative has been particularly accurate these last couple of years. Uh, with a lot of Bo Ryan's coach teams, yes, they're methodical on offense, but uh, their offensive efficiency has always been some of the best in the country. It was, you know, the best in the country last year. Obviously, that has a lot to do with having excellent players. But even when they have uh, teams that are a little bit worse, their offensive efficiency is very high. A lot of people in the national media still seem to think this is like the early 2000s Dick Bennett era Wisconsin Badgers teams that were awful to watch. You know, I I loved watching them because they were my team, but as a fan of good basketball, good Lord, were they painful to watch them score, (laughs) you know, 50 points a game and and win. It's just that they were brutal. But that's not not really the way Wisconsin plays anymore. They they will, you know, use a good chunk of the shot clock, but uh, they're always just looking to get the best shot. And uh, this year, with uh, with the new rules, with the shot clock being, uh, what is it, five seconds shorter, I think that will mm-hmm. just give the, the Badgers kind of a, a greater sense of urgency to get into their offense quickly and uh, and find that, that good shot. Uh, I think with the young team, their offensive efficiency is very clearly going to go down. It's probably going to go down anyway. You can't really go up from best in the country. But uh, I think it's <laughs> going to go down. I think it's going to go down considerably, and uh, there are going to be a couple ugly games at the beginning of the season with uh, internet commenters freaking <laughs> out <laughs> considerably. Yes, yes, I um, you know, and and one of the things you know, you talked about it last year that I just think is so telling is, um, you know, Wisconsin's offensive efficiency wasn't only the best in the country last year; it was the best ever in the history of Ken Palm. I mean, how can you be? run this slug fest, you know, terrible offense and, you know, horrible to watch, but you have the best offense, what, 2001, whenever Ken Palm started, like just makes no sense. But, um, but yeah, I, I did want to ask that just to get it on the table. Cause I know a lot of people have that reputation about Wisconsin or at least that thought process. Um, the other big story right. that has seemed to kind of engulf uh, 
Wisconsin basketball for the last few months has been the retirement slash non-retirement of Bo Ryan. Um, I don't really know how to, how to term it. Um, Do you just want to talk about that for a couple minutes to explain to your average person what, what is going on? So, you know, I I don't know what's going on. Uh, Bo (laughs) Ryan has, you know, Bo Ryan's been coaching the Badgers forever. I believe this is his 16th season or 15th season. And uh, Mm -hmm. he, he, he is getting up there in age. But, you know, you listen to him talk at press conferences. He's still fiery as hell. He's already mentioned that he's been getting after the refs in practice. You know, practice. Like, come on, Bo. Like, give the refs a break. But uh, I could see him retiring at the end of the year. I, I honestly could. I could also see him staying for another year or two to help with recruiting and kind of take almost a, a figurehead position with the team, which I, I doubt he'd like very much, but kind of as kind of a, a transitional deal. But yeah, with a, the Bo Ryan situation it is murky and, you know, either way that it goes, uh, you know, he's been the, the, the best Wisconsin basketball coach in history. So he kind of has mm-hmm. kind of like how Spurrier just kind of, rode off into the sunset whenever he wanted to. Like Bo, Bo Ryan can kind of do that in my mind as well. Whenever he's good and ready to go, he can he can go. Yeah, and and just to kind of you know explain it a little bit more, at least you know from what I understand at the moment, I I don't think anybody is totally clear on a timetable or anything like that. But it's kind of like Bo Ryan is saying like, okay, I'll coach another year. You know, after the season's done, I'll talk to uh, you know the AD, kind of. A, decide if I want to do another year, things like that. Just sort of a stage of limbo, which, um, you know, may or may not be good for recruiting. I know Wisconsin is still, I, I think they landed a recruit earlier this, uh, this fall. Um, but, uh, but that's how I understand it. Uh, is that how you understand it or a little different or? Uh, no, no, it, it, it's basically that, um, mm-hmm. you know, in August, he, he said that, the door to returning uh, wasn't just cracked. It was still wide open. And uh, <laughs> th- there was another quote in there. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. He, he says, uh, I haven't made up my mind about anything other than coaching these guys. We've got practice at four this afternoon. Believe me, all I've been thinking about this morning when I got up was the practice plan. So, you know, it doesn't really <laughs> seem like he's made up his mind on anything besides trying to get this young team ready for the season. Uh, I would love mm-hmm. to have Bo Ryan coach as long as he would like, but uh, if he does choose to retire at the end of the year, who can begrudge the man who wants you know spend more time with his family and go golfing and I don't know relax <laughs> for once in his life. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, I did want to throw that on there. I know that's going to be a huge storyline of Wisconsin's team this year. Um, and frankly, I don't think anybody has the answer yet on if he'll be back next season or not, but. Regardless, he appears to be the head coach for this season um, and uh, couldn't ask for a much better coach. <laughs> That's all I'll say uh, on that. But, um, but yeah, moving into kind of the, uh, the money time here of the podcast, uh, the part everybody's mouth always waters over, um, season predictions. Uh, oh, boy. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm inviting the, the trolls uh, in about three months when I'm – 
massively wrong. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, coming off two Final Fours, they lose a lot. They still have some good players, though. Um, how do you see Wisconsin, you know, fitting into the Big Ten? Um, I think you've already uh, explained what postseason you think they're going to make. But um, how, how do you see Wisconsin performing the, uh, over this season? So, uh, on paper, I I see at least four teams who are more talented than Wisconsin. And as, you know, most of your listeners probably know, Wisconsin has never finished lower than fourth in the Big Ten under Bo Ryan. But uh, this year the Big Ten is, is just – it's stacked top to bottom with good teams that even, you know – the bad teams are pretty good. We're going to have a lot of uh, quality losses in Big Ten play. It's going to be like SEC football. Everybody's going to be ranked by the end of the season from quality losses. <laughs> yes, uh, Rutgers number 14 <laughs> nationally. Right, yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, it, th- this pains me to do, but uh, I, I think Wisconsin finishes fifth in the Big Ten this year. And uh, – I think they'll be amongst, you know, the others receiving votes and they'll make the tournament as a, you know, an eight or a nine seed right in in, in that range. And honestly, depending on how the season goes, I I hope the youngsters develop, but uh, I I also don't see the Badgers making it past the, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I I, kind of see it similarly. Um, You know, I, I think this is a team that it has some proven pieces but it, you know it's going to have depth issues all season. Um, you know it's going to have to play some young guys, and it's going to have to play some young guys a lot, um, which isn't always a bad thing. But I think um, it does leave a lot of question marks about the roster. Um, the non-conference is going to be brutal, as we've talked about. Um, you know the Big Ten, and and part of it too is just the Big Ten is really is really good. You know I don't want to. I brought that up over and over in these podcasts, but, um, you know, five ranked teams in the first U- U.S. Uh, the coaches poll, um, three others receiving votes. Uh, really, uh, it's going to be stacked. Um, I see Wisconsin. I have them uh, fifth as well. Um, I have them behind the two Michigan schools, Indiana and then Maryland, um, ahead of Purdue and Ohio State and Iowa. But um, I think uh, – I do think they make the NCAA tournament um, – I think it's going to be closer than some Badger fans uh, want to believe, <laughs> but um, but I do think this is going to be a team that challenges is still nationally relevant, um, and overall we'll just uh, it'll be a solid season. Definitely uh, not like the last couple of years, but um, solid. Uh, but Drew, uh, any, any final thoughts here on Wisconsin? Uh or, yeah. or uh, correcting me on my uh, <laughs> on my prediction. <laughs> no, no, I I think you have a very fair and balanced view of the Badgers, which is which is admirable for a fan of a an opposing <laughs> Big Ten team. I know, I know the Badgers kind of get a lot of people's goat in the conference for how how they play and Bo Ryan. People don't really seem to they respect him, but they don't really seem to like him on the court. So I appreciate that you don't have them. <laughs> pick to finish behind, you know, Northwestern and Rutgers this year, <laughs> which, I, which I could see some people doing. Uh, I'm super excited that the Badgers don't play at Rutgers this year because I don't know if we will ever win a game at the rack. That just seems like a, a recipe <laughs> for disaster. And uh, Yes, the rematch game. Uh, it's going to be thrilling. 
I uh, I would love for the Badgers to get a, a rematch with Duke this year. I believe it's the, the coaches versus cancer uh, tournament because uh, my, my sister is a proud Duke graduate, and uh, I can't really go home for holidays until the Badgers beat them in basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh... – that that would be a, a thrilling uh, rematch of obviously the the title game last year. Um, but Drew, uh, thanks for joining us, uh, coming on and talking uh, about the Badgers. Uh, we appreciate uh, all your insight. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it as well. No problem. Thanks. Um, and for everyone listening, that was Drew Ham. He writes for uh, Bucky's Fifth Quarter. He actually wrote for us uh, for some of last season. Um, but he moved more towards the the Wisconsin coverage uh, with Bucky's fifth quarter. But um, yeah, Wisconsin going to be a very intriguing team this season. Um, as I have said, I believe they're the most interesting team in the Big Ten. Um, kind of the the most interesting man in the world. Uh, commercials, I guess, could apply to this team. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, you know they're going to be an interesting team. Um, really, a lot of swing in where they could finish. But um, I do think, though, I think we both agree they make the NCAA tournament probably not going to be a Big Ten title contender, probably not going to be a, a true national contender, but nationally relevant in the big dance um, and at least have a shot at making a run. But uh, overall, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Thomas Bendit, the manager at BT Powerhouse. You can check me out on Twitter at T-B-E-I-N-D-I-T. Um, and th- we'll see you next time. Thanks.